Hello, my name is Brett Wills, and welcome to the Disability Den, a TDC podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Rob Snook. Rob represented Canada three times at the Paralympic Summer Games in para-athletics. He has held multiple records in the 100-meter, 200-meter, and long jump. He has two world championship medals and four Canadian records. Along with his extensive Paralympic coverage, he's done work with the CBC, and he's also done play-by-play for the Oshawa Generals and the Peterborough Beats. Rob, thank you for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. First of all, I'd like to touch on something that I'm passionate about that I found interesting in your life, and that is how you became involved in doing play-by-play for the Oshawa Generals and the Peterborough Peets. Wow. Uh, how long do we have? <laughs> when I was growing up, um, I always wanted to play in the NHL, and I guess realized uh, in at some point, maybe in high school, that a kid with uh, an artificial leg probably wasn't going to play in the NHL. So then I started to dream about sport, uh, c- covering sport as a broadcaster. Um, and so I went to school for TV and radio at Seneca College in Toronto. And uh, and then as that was happening, I also kind of learned about the whole realm of Paralympic sport. And long story short, I, I chased that dream for over a decade and as you mentioned, competed at the Paralympics uh, three times. and But during that time, I was always very interested in the media side of things. So that someone would do an interview with me, and I'd be asking them as many questions as they are asking me. And so uh, I kind of always knew that at the end of my career as a, as a track and field athlete, I was going to want to pursue that. And that's more or less what happened. Um, when I stopped running, I started applying for jobs at different radio stations. And and uh, the only thing I was able to get was like a part-time job at a station in Oshawa, doing a little bit of news here and there. And, um, but uh, I got to know some people around there and, and kind of shared with somebody that it was my dream to, you know, one of my dreams to be the play-by-play announcer of the Generals. And within weeks of that happening – this person was sitting in the office of the boss and someone else had just left the office and, and basically resigned from the position of play-by-play with the generals. And he's like, I don't know who I'm going to get. And she says, I know exactly who you're going to get or you, who you can ask. And she goes, he works here already. And so she told him that I was interested in that. He didn't even know that. And uh, yeah, from then I started doing the generals and then I hadn't, been getting small assignments with uh, CBC research, uh, various things, and that my first play-by-play, uh, my first on-air assignment with CBC Television was the Salt Lake City Paralympics, and then my first play-by-play was the next year the Pan American Games, and um, so the two things kind of went hand in hand, uh, covering OHL hockey and working at the CBC and learning from one and using it in the other and, you know, that kind of thing. And it, it helps strengthen my career. So I did the generals for seven years and then they stopped becoming uh, or stopped broadcasting on the radio station. And then I, a year went by and I, I was really sad and 
uh, tried hard to find opportunities to do play-by-play. And and my friend Mike Oak, who was the general manager and still is, he was the assistant GM of the Peets, Peterborough Peets, called me and said that he thinks there's an opening in Peterborough. Again, uh, long story short, eventually I I was hired to do play-by-play at the Peets and did that for, for eight years. So you pile it all up, that's uh, 15 years. It's probably a 1,000 games of play-by-play and probably 100,000 miles of traveling on an OHL bus, uh, but a really, really great experience. And somehow that's led to, I don't even know how many Olympics and Paralympics, but but lots. And I've been really, really blessed to, to be able to do that and cover a lot of different sports. And um, to me, the the best thing about, uh, broadcasting is it's the closest thing you can get to being in the sport without being an athlete anymore. And, and so it's, it's, I always talk about it as being in the fray, as close to the fray as you can. We touched briefly already, uh, about your Canadian para athletics career. Do you think your career with the Canadian para athletics team helped you become successful in your media career? For sure. I mean, I think when you're an athlete, you learn about not just terms like personal best, but philosophies like personal best so that you really understand that if you want to be better next year, you you have to start building on that today. So I always try to be better today than I was yesterday and always try to put elements in place that I'll be even better tomorrow. So I think when you when you have that sort of uh, passion for personal excellence that you just keep building on, then that is transferable into other areas of life. And so for me, that was transferable from running around a a track and uh, jumping in the sand, as my son used to say when he was a little kid. My daddy runs fast and he jumps in the sand, and that was kind of my job for a while. And that to becoming a person who describes those actions of athletes. And uh, yeah, I think it definitely had, it went hand in hand with that. As someone who has competed at a Paralympics and is fortunate enough to be able to cover a Paralympics and Olympics, what is your favorite moment either competing or covering, or can you share with us one of each? Yeah, that would be better. <laughs> That's like picking a favorite child. So, uh, but let me think. Um, in terms of, I don't know. It's so hard. I, I I don't think about favorite moments, but I will never forget the moment of of walking into the stadium in Barcelona in 1992 at the Paralympics. Uh, you know, here's this kid with an artificial leg from Orno, Ontario, who is representing Canada at an international event. So that was really, really huge. And and then to do that three times at Paralympics and do it at many other events and um, to have a, a strong career and be sponsored by companies and who, who wanted to affiliate with you, those are all really, really significant. In terms of like an actual highlight moment of my career um i mean winning a silver medal at the world championships in 1998 in england 
you know, was the pinnacle and the fastest time I ran. And, you know, that's something I'll, I'll always have and, uh, always remember. So now let me think as a broadcaster, um, you know, I was given the opportunity and a huge privilege to do play by play of athletics for Paralympics in, uh, Athens in 2004 and in Beijing in 2008. And those happened to be, um, the events that were owned by Canadian Chantal Petitclair and winning gold and five time gold medalists at both of those games. And for me to have the, the privilege to call that was absolutely huge in my career. So for Paralympics, that would, you know, would have to be a, at the very top of the list. Um, called the play by play of Team Canada wheelchair basketball at the World Championships, which were held in Toronto at the, uh, the old Maple Leaf Gardens and Canada won the gold medal a few years back. And that was absolutely huge. The Olympics, um, calling the snowboard slope style event in Sochi probably in 2014 um, where Canadian Mark McMorris was a bronze medalist and I was working in the booth uh, with his brother Craig who's our, our color commentator at CBC so that's just a pretty special moment a for me but also to to be there when it's such a special moment for a a family member who's who was being very professional uh, at the time when when his brother was was reaching that amazing pinnacle. So that was pretty special too. And I could sit here for half an hour and I probably think of twenty different moments, but those are definitely a few of them. I was just sitting here listening to you, and you were talking about two brothers and the family bond and just the the euphoria that he may, may have felt or must have felt while he watched his mm-hmm. brother win a medal. And it, it had me thinking, did you have any role models growing up, whether it be a professional athlete or somebody that was actually in the booth when you, when you kind of realized that being an NHL player wasn't in the cards? Well, I'm not so sure I did. Um, it, it I guess in a way they seem so far away. Um, I mean, I had role models growing up to a certain extent. My brother Jim is three and a half years older than me. And he was, you know, he was my big brother and I tried to emulate him in a lot of ways. And he was actually a really great athlete as well. Um, so that was one, one mentor. Um, and then when I got, my first taste in broadcasting, I worked at Chum Radio in Toronto, and uh, there were several really iconic n- names who were working there at the time. Uh, Jeff Howitt was the newscaster at Chum FM and was for decades and just very, very uh, talented and succinct and a great storyteller. And uh, we became friends. So I was one of the people. And, and at the same time, there was a sportscaster there named Rick Hodge, who's a national uh, award winner and super talented. And and I would say if you listen to me do a sports broadcast on the radio these days, <laughs> you could you can hear little bits of both of them 
in that. And, and not that I mean to be copying them, but I think we all just kind of take from them as we, as we grow. And, uh, so those guys I really looked up to and were just super talented. And I love the way they told stories. And I've tried to tell stories about sport in a way that are really interesting to people. And that's whether it's Paralympic sport or Olympic sport or professional sport. Um, I don't think the scores are that important. The stories behind the scores are what's really important. So that's what I've always tried to, to concentrate on. As I sit here listening to you, I'm overwhelmed at how humble you appear to be when you speak <laughs> about your experiences and what and what you've gone through. And I can understand and appreciate if you don't feel the same way, but I'm wondering how you have become so humble after everything you've accomplished. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think of it that way at all. I mean, l listen, I've spent some time in my life with just last week. I had the huge privilege of working with Becky Scott, who is an absolute legend in Canadian sport gold medalist in cross-country skiing. She's the one who had the medals basically robbed from her by cheating athletes from other countries, and it took several years for her to get them back, and, and she's just continued to be a diplomatic leader. And so you spend time with people like that, with Chantal Petitclair, with the great Patrick Anderson in wheelchair basketball. Um, I spent time with NHL players and coaches and almost – almost to a person they're not impressed with themselves and you're just really happy with your accomplishments to a certain extent, but it's your experiences. I think that that really matter. And it's funny. I was talking about that with someone uh, very recently. I said, you know, when I was a Paralympic athlete, my kids were little, they didn't care that as a Paralympic athlete, I mean, barely, like they hardly knew if I was a bad dad, or a good dad, that's what mattered to them, right? So whether you're an Olympic gold medalist like Becky Scott or a many, many time Paralympic gold medalist like Chantal Petitclair or a, maybe the greatest wheelchair basketball player ever like Patrick Anderson or a guy like Rob Snook, you still have to live your everyday life and shovel your driveway when you have a big snowstorm and you have to feed your dog and, and do all of those things. So the humility is not false. It's, it's real. It's just about living and it's about, you know, being. You've worked with some amazing, amazing athletes in your para-athletic career, as well as you're working with some amazing individuals when it comes to your broadcasting career. Do you have any favorites or is there anybody that kind of – left you in awe when you didn't realize they would? Mm. Wow. Well, to be very fair, uh, to CBC does an incredible job of finding, testing, choosing, and mentoring their color commentators. And they're not always – the most famous person in a specific sport, but they're usually the ones who are best at articulating it. So, uh, you know, I, 
I just love the opportunities that I've had. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Craig McMorris because I started working with Craig when he was 22 years old, covering a sport that I'd never covered before in snowboarding. And he knew everything about He was 22 years old and he was excellent right from the get go. Uh, and he, but he was a sponge and he wanted information from me to learn the best he could. And he's just an, a really great personality. And he's from Regina, Saskatchewan and folks from Regina have a pretty, you know, humble way about them as well. Um, even though he's, accomplished these great things and he's a commentator on X games and many times with the Olympics with CBC. And um, so Craig and, and Craig and I have a real special on air relationship, I think um, because I, he obviously knows the sport inside out and backwards knows everything that's happening uh, has great energy and passion in articulating it. And and is understand is understanding, but he also realizes that lots of people don't in Canada who watch it don't know that, don't have that expertise. And so I represent that side. So I'm always asking him questions and getting him to, uh, you know, really detail the the elements that he's talking about. Wait, you just talked about a, you know, a, some crazy move, a you know, triple cork fourteen forty uh, with a you know, with a chicken salad grab or something, you know, that's one of the things in, in snowboarding. What is that? Tell us what, what's a bloody Dracula or whatever. Right. And, and so we've got really, really great feedback over the years and I wish I could work with them more and more because it's, it's always such a pleasure. Um, so that's been really fun. I've worked with Paul Rosen in sledge hockey and Paul's super talented, really good at articulating the game. He's been a lot of fun uh, in the last few Paralympics. He even worked with Rick Middleton, former NHL player, on sledge hockey. People don't know this, but he used to coach the U.S. sledge hockey team, coach them to a gold medal, in fact, in Salt Lake City. Um, and one other person I want to mention is um, Mark Hees. Mark is a – I work with on beach volleyball for CBC. And, again, he's got great energy, great passion for his sport, and he – there's never one thing that happens on the court that he didn't understand. And that is so important to have that when you're uh, a play-by-play announcer like me who maybe bounces around to a few different sports, you can do as much homework as you as you can, but there's going to be something and it's going to be 10 things in the tournament that you didn't understand. Uh, and so to have that person who does and be able to articulated in a way that's uh, digestible for Canadians uh, is, you know, is really, really uh, vital. So I don't know if that answers your question, but there's a few, few really important names. Hey Rob, I want to thank you for joining me today on this episode of the disability den. I am your host, Brett Wills. This podcast has been brought to you by the disability channel and has made possible by the introduction to accessible content production program in partnership with Mohawk College and Alware Limited.